Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Thursday, May 28th, and today we have a special guest with us, Western Michigan, former Western Michigan starting pitcher and current pitcher in the Baltimore Orioles organization, Keegan Aiken. Keegan, how you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So we'll get this started just with, um, you know, we all want baseball to be back, clearly. Um, you know, how, how has this time been for you? What are you trying to do to uh, stay on top of your game and uh, just just get through this quarantine time? Um, it's definitely unique. Um, you know, it's, it's honestly pretty boring, to be, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, just – I mean, they got throwing programs for us. Um, basically, it's it's a calendar, just day by day, what we need to do. Um, we got to they got to track everything we do. Um, we're entering like how many throws we did with this pitch, this that pitch, um, what our workout program is, um, what we did. I mean, it, it's they got they they got us writing down everything that we've done um, that day, just to kind of keep know where we're at so when we if we do come back um they know where to start us off so hopefully there's no injuries Keegan what have you been kind of doing outside of baseball that that's kind of kept you sane during this time um when I first got home uh I think we just I think they suspended us March I couldn't even give you a date to be honest with you but in the middle of March so I got home and I went fishing uh steelhead fishing a couple times um, and then, uh, turkey season had came up and I hadn't, I can't remember the last time I got to go turkey hunting just because of baseball. Um, <laughs> I mean, even through, even through college, you know, I never got to come home. Um, and then obviously the, the first few years of pro ball. So, I mean, I couldn't remember. So I was, I was really excited to, to get outside and do some of that stuff. So what, what's your favorite hunting or fishing story that you have? Give, give us a good one. Um, oh goodness. Well, I guess last this past fall, um, we were my dad, my stepmom, and I were all up salmon fishing, and the waters were a little high. It rained a couple days before, and we just went just to see if it was going to be any good. It was the beginning of salmon season. My stepmom had she's been fishing for like three years with us and hasn't caught one yet. She can hook them, but she can't get them to the boat. And so she she cast and she hooked something, and she starts yelling because she thought it was a log she was all mad because i snagged up blah 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 and then all of a sudden her you you could just hear her fly rod go uh make the sound they make when line starts going out and all of a sudden her, her line just starts going and she goes oh my gosh i got something and it took us probably 30 minutes to get it in and it ended up being i think it was 38 pounds or something like that it was probably they said it was probably the biggest fish caught out of the river all year so wow it was, it was pretty exciting of course her first one had to be like probably the biggest one I'll ever see caught in my life. <laughs> do you have a, do you have a certain like bait that you have to use or uh, something? Like yeah. That? Yeah. It's uh it's fly fishing. We fish in the fly water. So you have to use fly rods and then you have to use um, flies only. So you can't use like a, some people use like a spawn bag or like a, like a, I don't know, like a jig and Rapala trouble hooks and stuff. You can't use it. It has to be all artificial flies. So interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I've never, I don't know. I've never been hunting or I have been fishing. It didn't go well at all. Actually, I went in Canada once and uh, with a bunch of buddies and it turned into me just, you know, drinking on the boat. Like I, my line would get tangled. I, it was a mess. It was, it was so bad. Uh, 
and I thought I caught something, but it was just the bait like that. I, used. it was, it was so unbelievably bad. It was my first and last time out there. But, uh, when did you, when did you start getting into the, into hunting, fishing, just all that stuff? Um, a little that I can remember, honestly. Okay. Uh, honestly, I can't, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I remember, I remember like five, six years old, my dad would take me hunting. He'd take me fishing and just, kind of love it. I mean, that's my, that's my getaway after when, you know, when baseball's not going, even, I mean, even during the season, sometimes like, um, I know my year in high in Frederick, Maryland, um, there was a lot of good trout streams in the area. And I mean, I just, I obviously know the area. So I found a little book, did a little reading and, and tried, but it just, it was a little bit different fishing than us compared to, I mean, I was up in the mountains basically trying to fish and it was just it was just a little different from what I'm used to, and you know, I, at least I tried. I can say I tried, but I just things like that, you know, just to keep me busy or get me keep me sane, I guess. Yeah, sure. I mean, talk, talk a little bit about uh, your transition from from Western to a bunch of you know Frederick you talked about in these other small cities. What what have you found kind of that you know is, is so special about these places that you've been? Um. Well, luckily, you know, with the Orioles, all of our minor league um, teams are fairly close to Baltimore, so that's that's obviously a big, a big plus. Um, and they're obviously they're pretty close to each other, honestly. So if you get moved up, it's not like you're flying across country, driving across the country to go somewhere. Um, everything's in Baltimore, or everything's in Maryland, and then we have one our AAA teams in Norfolk, Virginia, and that's. I think that's like three hours away, just depending on DC traffic. It can take you three hours or 10 hours, depending on DC traffic. <laughs> so, um, but it's, I don't know. A lot of it is, you know, smaller cities that just kind of thrive off of, off of that team. Honestly. I mean, my time in Frederick, it was, it was a good little city. Um, nothing like nothing huge, obviously, but you Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday baseball games were sold out. I mean, you had five, 6,000 fans there. Um, it was awesome. I mean, it was it was a fun time. Um, Bowie Double A was a little bit closer to DC. Um, not much of, I guess, like a city with a downtown. It's more of a just a essentially living quarters, really, is what it is for everyone that works in DC, being thirty minutes away. So, a lot of traffic going through, and not a real big, real busy city. And then, my favorite so far was Norfolk. Um, obviously, right, pretty close to the water. Virginia Beach area um a lot of good places to eat kind of had the big city look and feel to it I mean there were some pretty big buildings downtown and a, a good size downtown and uh you know we drew they said that we didn't really draw well um but I think we ended up doing okay after you know after my time there everyone said it was kind of usually empty but it's, it's a huge stadium I bet they hold probably 10 to 12,000 maybe more so it was just it's kind of hard to fill for a minor league stadium mm -hmm. You know what I find so interesting, you know, you were a second round pick, but you, you've made that rise very quickly within the organization. There's no question about it. Uh, and a lot of guys get to the minors and it's not that quick for them. What, what has contributed to that success? And I mean, this spring you, you're competing to, to make the move up, you know, and, and you're right there to, to get to the bigs. And, um, you know, what, what have you contributed all that to? Um, I don't know. I would say I was fortunate enough to be left-handed, but <laughs> I guess that there's got to be a little more than just being left-handed. So, um, I don't know. I guess so far just consistency is, 
is kind of what I think. Um, not just, I don't know, consistent with strikeouts, maybe. I don't know. I just, there's, there's obviously some parts of my game that need to get a lot better. And then there's some parts that need to get a little better. So I don't know. I've just been fortunate, obviously, you know, with it's no secret where we're at right now with the Orioles. I mean, it's definitely a rebuild. So somebody in my shoes, it's just, you know, it's hopefully going to be opportunity after opportunity. Um, I mean, and, and I know that and everybody else knows that. So it's just kind of, it's kind of a free for all and whoever can, can put it all together, I guess, and, and uh, be consistent is probably going to get the best shot. What would you say is the one big thing that you kind of have to work on to make that jump? Off-speed pitches. Um, they used to be pretty inconsistent. Um, and I would say I would say they're getting there. Um, obviously not where they need to be. Um, so that's just kind of – that was kind of the goal last year was to – is to get all that stuff kind of tuned in, I guess, or dialed in and get more consistent and then hopefully coming into this spring um, competing for a spot. So, Yeah, I mean, you're doing something, right? You were the – at which stop? Was it Bowie when you were the uh, organization? You, you got yeah, like, yeah. the picture? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, so, so you're doing something, right? That's good. And, hey, I mean, as a pitcher, I would think you got to work on stuff all the time. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, you, one, yeah, you got to always change your game. I mean, they even say like the Justin Verlanders and those guys, and they're they're doing stuff different, and they're sitting down and studying, trying to be different. Because hitters are going to sit there and study you and try to see what you do consistently. So you got to always kind of be on top of your game too. So yeah, you bring up a uh, my kind of my next question: Who are some guys that you've watched over the years that you try to learn from and and pull tips from? Um, you know, over over the um, all these years. Honestly, just it, just your teammates in general, really. I mean, guys that have been there. Obviously, you know, I was a lot of my a lot of the guys that I played with in Double A. Um, I played with in High A, so we've kind of all gone through the through the organization together. Um, and just guys, you know, even in Triple A this year, a lot of guys. We had a lot of guys going up and down. I mean, I think we had one of the highest numbers of of people used in the big leagues. I think. Um, so there's a lot of my teammates, you know, going up and down the, to the big leagues and coming back down, going back to the big leagues and coming back down. So it just, you know, just you don't even really have to ask about it. Honestly, they'll they'll tell you. Um, I mean, if you you make one comment and they're just they're there to tell you whatever you want to know. So it's obviously good to to do that. But I would say in spring training, I you know Alex Cobb um, with us, one of our big starting pitchers, and then John Means. I was fortunate enough to be right between those two with a locker. So. It was uh, it was it was fun, um, you know, just kind of like a sponge, just kind of took it all in. And you know, if I had any questions, they were both there to help me or guide me in the right direction, understanding like you know where I'm at in my career as a rookie. So it, it was good in the in the short period of time we were all down there. It was some good stuff. Do you do you have a like a best piece of advice that that you've taken from some of those guys or one of the one of the? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't really. I wouldn't say advice. It was more so just, I guess, learning. Um, my, I, my, I don't have a very good routine, I guess you could say, between starts. I mean, it's there, but it needs to, it definitely needs to be polished and get better. So just kind of seeing what they do and how they go about their business um, on a day to day basis, just, you know what I mean, just to see what, what they do to, to uh, stay healthy and uh, get ready between starts. You know, I, I was reading up on you just from your time since you've left Western until now. And 
uh, tell, tell us about this barn. I mean, I know it's been in a story, but you, uh, yeah. just, just your training and, and you had this barn and then how you kind of transitioned once you got to the bigs of, of how you, uh, have been working out and, and just tell us about that. So, uh, I mean, obviously I'm in rural Michigan. There's really, I mean, there's, there's places, but I would honestly probably have to drive 40 to 45 minutes to an hour minimum, um, just to have something like an indoor complex to throw, like a nice place to throw. Um, and obviously you're not, you're not throwing outside in the winter in Michigan. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's obviously a plus there or a, a negative there, I guess. So I needed something. Um, I started, you know, a lot of guys will spend like thousands of dollars a month to go to these training facilities and things like that. And I mean, yes, I would say sometimes it helps, but we don't, I don't know. There's really nothing that I can find up here that I want to drive an hour, hour and a half to pay a couple thousand dollars a month for. So I kind of just took, took advantage of it. And obviously living on a, on a big chunk of land, um, grandpa sold me three acres right next to my dad's house. And I just built like a big, I don't know, a big pole barn, I guess you can call it a big building. Um, and we put, I have three dirt mounds. It's all dirt on one end. And then there's three mounds. And then on the other end, uh, I call it the, I call it the man cave because it's, 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 it's the nice size concrete and it's got like my little, like a workbench and stuff. But in the back corner, I put down like rubber mats and I have like a little uh, weight room. There's like weights and, and bands and all that stuff, a little stereo and all that stuff. So I can, I don't need to go to a gym membership or do anything like that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm probably 25, 30 minutes from town, the biggest town where I could go get a gym membership. Um, I don't know. I just don't like working out and like that. I'd rather just walk across the yard and do it, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, that's so, I feel like baseball is like one of those sports that people are so interested in sabermetrics and, and numbers and stuff. So like, I, it's just, I guess, interesting to hear your thoughts on that. What, what do you go to that stuff a lot? Do you look at um, it? Analytics? Yeah. Obviously, uh, yeah. So uh, my fiance was working in GR Grand Rapids. I, I probably should say Grand Rapids instead of GR. But All right. She was, she was uh, working over there and had an apartment. Um, and I, I basically bounced back and forth from her place to my dad's house, which is about an hour and 15. And then actually uh, another Western alum, Kurt Hoekstra, who's still playing with the Braves. Um, he's now a pitcher. He um, works out at a place called Elite in Grand Rapids. And, and Mike, they're the guy that uh, he works out with, you know, he invited me over. Um, and he has all that electricity. Uh, all the yeah electronic stuff, I guess you can call it, to do all the numbers and and stuff like that. So the the days I was over there, staying at her place, I would go there, um, you know, throw bullpens on the rap sodos and the and the track man, which is all the all the numbers, the number stuff you need to know nowadays. So it it was there. Um, and honestly, you know, I'm kind of I, that's where I'm at right now with things is I don't know what what to do i guess if they're gonna we're looking for a house so if if we get the house in the area that we we want to get a house in i'll probably start going there more it'll only be 30 minutes away and that stuff i mean it, it does it truly helps a lot so it's just right now you know obviously with the situation i don't want to drive an hour each way um she doesn't live over there anymore she she quit her job so it uh an hour hour and 15 each way i mean yeah i guess i can do it and it's not really gonna, I guess, 
break the bank or hurt myself doing it, but it's just, it's just a hassle. You know, I, I can do yeah. a lot of the stuff over there that I can do here. Just, I just don't have the electronics. I mean, what happens uh, when you find that? I mean, the barn stays put, right? Cause it's by, yeah. If, yeah. if you get a, if you get a house, you got to keep hang on to the barn. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, we're, de we're definitely going to hang on to the barn. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of, I mean, I could give lessons out of it, haven't really got into that yet. That's a whole other story. I don't know. I, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather give lessons to kids that want to play ball than babysit. That's how I look at it. So. <laughs> I got you. I got you. It's a it's a cool story. It's just you've taken it into your own hands. Of hey, I you know I want to build this, and this is going to be my way to uh, work out. And I don't need these things. I mean, it's it's cool. It's uh, I, when I read that, I I had never known that. So I wanted to hear your your take about how you went about it. It's it's. Uh, that's that's a, just a cool story in my opinion um when i you know looking back a couple of years uh we've been putting out mac moments on our twitter account just trying to keep people you know thinking of sports during this time and you know that i i put on and i remember putting the gopro on you for the yeah, uh yeah. for the um dog pile celebration when you guys came and won the tournament think back to your time at western uh, what you kind of not remember. I mean, it's not like it's that far away. Right. But, you know, just, just the times at Western and maybe how uh, coach Gernon and the rest of the coaching staff, you know, helped turn you into what you are today and maybe look a little bit back on that championship run as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, that was the first and foremost blessing that Gernon, you know, gave me the opportunity to come there. Um, I guess I, I could tell you, and I'm sure he would tell you, you know, I wasn't really anything special out of high school. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I was left-handed. I could throw kind of hard, but I mean, it was, when I was getting recruited, it was, I mean, I was only 85 to 88 if I was lucky. Um, and then I don't know, out of nowhere, you know, I got the fall ball freshman year and I couldn't throw a strike, but I could, th I somehow could throw hard. I don't, I don't know where I got it. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was up to like 92 as a freshman and I just, <clears throat> they, they told me, or they told the hitters when we did lives in fall, just go up there and wait till you have at least one strike on you before you swing. And I remember, I remember I could hear one of the coaches tell that. And I just, I knew I was just, I thought it was kind of funny because I didn't know where the ball was going. I walked, I think the first two or three hitters and I was like, Oh boy, this is how this is going to go. So, <laughs> you know, there, I, I don't know. I would say I came a long way um, in that aspect, you know, they helped me. Coach McFerrin was there at the time um, as our pitching coach. And, you know, he he basically developed my slider. I mean, taught me everything I know about it. And I would say, you know, that's probably one of the biggest moments with him. You know, I, it was a lot of trust. I had to put in him teaching me a whole new pitch. So it was uh, – it worked out. And, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm at now. So it, it definitely – it definitely paid off. Um, obviously, I was fortunate enough to – in the starting rotation as a freshman so I think that was in my in my mind I think that was probably the biggest key of the the development side and I mean you're only going to get practice only does so much for you you're only going to get better you know getting the reps and doing it in game and things like that so hey Jeremy can you quickly explain to me Billy's obsession with stadium mustard oh yeah he, he coach Gernon man every time he comes to Cleveland for a uh for a meeting, he makes sure he gets uh, Cleveland mustard, man. That's his thing. He, he'll text me still today. 
He loves it. He loves it. He loves the ballpark mustard. I'll have to give him a hard time on that one. Oh, man. He, he, he said he would snort the stuff if he could. <laughs> he did. He, I don't, he loves it. He loves it. It's good. It's good mustard. I did not know that. Oh, yeah, man. He, he, every time he came from the tournament, um, hey, you got to give me some of that mustard. And one time, uh, quick story now that you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was this. You were at Kalamazoo for the soccer championship. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you, that, that's, that was my first uh, inkling. And, and so Keegan, our, our, another coworker of ours that handled baseball with us, um, I gave him a bottle and he went into Coach Gurn's office. I guess he has a fridge in there and he put the, the bottle of mustard in the in the fridge so when he opened it he had it so, yeah he he loves the stuff and and again um kind of got lost because I was probably rambling like I normally do with questions but what do you remember about that tournament that championship run for you guys and and how special was that for uh you know not only you but just you your guys you guys as a team um it was it was definitely unique um if you look back you know obviously all this stuff just got posted recently and the, the walk-off home run. Um, I mean, obviously th those are fun any, any time, but I guess in that setting, um, you know, it's a little bit bittersweet, I guess, you know, you're in the, you're in the tournament setting. I think it was our first, I'm pretty sure it was our first game of the tournament against Ball State and they were number two seed. So that was obviously a big moment. And then um, obviously, you know, win game two, um, Oh goodness! I can't even tell you how many games we played. I think three or three or four, maybe. I don't know. Okay, I couldn't uh, tell you either. <laughs> I couldn't tell you either. I just know. I know we played three. I know at least three. So um, that we actually, me and Coach Kernan still talk about that. We uh, we've been doing some pros and players, is what he calls it, uh, Zoom videos with the guys that are there currently. Just you know, just to go through what our what we think. I guess basically just our routine. I guess like if we do want like what we think gets our got our velo when we were in the development process like our our point of vote uh weighted balls and all that stuff so it's just you know it's fun it kind of keeps us busy and the kids entertained because i mean it's during these times it's you know it's it, it can be tough um but yeah i still give him a hard time because we got to the championship game and i don't think he planned on pitching me and we were at breakfast that morning and i walked up to him and said hey uh, i'm gonna throw today and he said he looked at me and he just was like, "What?" See, so, yeah, I'm gonna start today. He goes, "Since when are you the coach?" And I said, "Oh, well, I'll be all right to start today." So I, he told me that I got the wheels spinning a little bit, and he was just like, "Oh God, okay." Well, so he called my agent, called a couple scouts he knew. It was like, "This isn't gonna affect his draft about stock, blah, blah blah, all this stuff." And they said, "Nope, it's just one game, blah blah blah." And and sure enough, so he we get to the ballpark and he, he sits me down. And he goes, "All right, I'll give you two innings." no more than two innings I said all right we'll see about that and so I get warming up and I get down there and start warming up and and get in the bullpen and he's just sitting there he's he's freaking out he really is he doesn't he's like oh my gosh should I do this he's only a couple days rest and he uh he him and coach McFerrin were talking and then he the catcher uh Mitch Ho at the time he said Mitch is that coming out all right and Mitch goes I think it's coming out better than a couple days ago so I was like so that gave him a little bit of confidence, but we get into the ball game and I think I threw six straight balls. I walked the first guy and then I threw two balls to the next guy. And uh, he never told me this until after, you know, I was in pro ball and a couple years down the road, but he said he almost came out and yanked me after the first, after the first two hitters because I threw six straight balls uh, and he was worried. 
And then I think after that, you know, it's just kind of the rest is history, really. I think I ended up throwing five, six innings, and he he never planned on it, but I wasn't giving him the choice. I mean, it was a tight ball game until the fifth or sixth, and then, you know, I, I agree. He We both agreed that after, I think it was like a 10-0 or 9-0 or 9-1 or something like that to probably uh, – it's probably done. It's probably good. We don't need to go anymore. So that was uh, – I don't know. I guess that was my highlight of, of the tournament on my end, but, you know, it was – it was good for the program. It was the first ever MAC tournament that they've ever won. Um, and obviously now will be the only tournament they ever won. So that's uh, – obviously I'm glad to be a part of that. Um, and, you know, we did it – we did it kind of unique. We were a seven seed and came in and, and just got hot and took care of business. Yeah, I mean, we, we say – I will say, I hope it isn't the last one because, you know, after a few years here, we're, we're all dealing with a serious situation. Hopefully we look back and it's it's one of those championships that we're able to bring back. And that's that would be huge. That would be huge for, for the whole conference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – it's uh, Eric and I will tell you, man, it's, it's our favorite week of the year. And we don't say that just because you played ball or we don't tell our coaches that. It's just something about being out there, uh, something about baseball. Just it, it's it's my favorite week. It, it always has been of the year, and I do a lot of other championships. Uh, not to say I don't like those, but I don't know if it's just like it's the last one of the year. It's you're outside yeah, the whole time. I, don't know. I, I like it just because it's kind of like the the dog eat dog thing. You know, the you only get you get one winner, and the one winner gets to go on. The rest of you, you got to go home. So that's just yeah. where <clears throat> that's where I kind of like it. You know, things yeah. like, you don't you don't get that a lot. Um, I guess during the season, or I don't know how the other sports work, but for the most part, I know that's how that's how baseball is. So yeah. Well, I remember just that championship um, game, and I was ready uh, for you against Lauer. Uh, I, know, I, was, I was hoping it could happen, and it didn't. Awesome. And it didn't happen because that would have been. I mean, looking back on it now, with you two and how you both have gone up so fast, clearly both very talented. That would have been one championship to look back on. Like, wow, look at these two guys faced off against one another, and uh, you know, you you had you had more uh, of a swaying opinion on Coach Gernon, I guess. I don't know. Maybe maybe Eric didn't want it. I don't know. We don't. We'll never know. I actually talked with him yesterday on. Uh, on our Instagram live thing. And I should have brought that up. I should have given him like, Hey man, why didn't you, why didn't you throw that championship game? Would it, well, we would have, uh, I would to see what he, yeah. <laughs> I've been curious to hear that. <laughs> we, uh, but yeah, th- that would have been a pretty epic. I mean, again, I, I was going to bring up off that so many great pitchers from the Mac, um, you know, a lot that have come in through the league and, uh, we see it time and time again. What What do you think it is, and what do you feel about MAC baseball? That hey, we might be the MAC, but we're we're churning out some guys here that that can play, you know, at the next level. Well, I just from my experience, I guess in the whole recruiting process and and things like that, um, you know, I could have had a. I'm not gonna put names out there, but I could have had a couple opportunities to go at some bigger schools, um, but I wasn't gonna play. Um, and probably wouldn't have pitched much until maybe sophomore year, if not junior year. So I would say, I mean, you get a lot of, you get a lot of pretty good high school or really good, good pitchers who just, you just need the time to develop and pitch and it's going to do you no good when you don't pitch. And that's, you know, that's what kind of swayed me to come to Western. Um, 
because I knew, you know, Coach Gernon told me, he goes, you, you should hopefully have an impact on the team immediately. And I knew from where, where I stood in, in, I guess, the ranks of, the, of baseball, of, you know, where, where I was at in life and what I wanted to do with it, that sitting for a year wasn't going to help me. It would have probably been worse. So that's kind of, you know, that why I went that route. That way I could, I could go play immediately. And, I mean, most, most kids going D1, especially Matt kids, probably the best kid on their high school team for the most part. I mean, it, you're not going to you're not going to take going into college just the best kid always got to play every game blah blah, blah to sitting and that it's just I don't know that's just where I looked at it and I knew I was going to have an impact and that's you know that's I, I really liked it down there when I visited and that's you know that's where I wanted to go and I think it's a development side more than anything and you get a lot of kids that come come into the MAC and they get to play as freshmen and that's the best thing in my mind for them and they just they just take off from there and go well, Keegan, we usually finish these off with uh, a couple rapid-fire questions. It's usually just the first thing that comes to your mind. So we have three of them for you. And, and the first one is, uh, what is your favorite minor league stadium that you've played in so far? Oh, goodness. Um, oh, my God. Uh, probably Indianapolis, I guess. And why? Uh, right downtown – and it's it's be right downtown Indy, and it's beautiful. Um, and obviously, I was fortunate enough. I was there on the weekend, the weekend of or the weekend before the Indy Five Hundred. So it was it was busy and and it was fun. I went. Uh, that would have been last summer. Uh, we did an NCA thing there because we were going to host the basketball tournament, and we went to an Indy. That was my first time in that park. You're you're right. It's. Uh, it's very nice. It's very nice. Yeah. And that city overall, just the walkability and being able to be everywhere. It's uh, I could see you picking there. I don't know a lot of other minor league teams. I'm glad you picked one that I've actually been to. Yeah, I've been to a lot, but that was the first one I could think. Of. There's another one. I, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but we went there and we were like, holy, holy cow, this is a big league stadium. Yeah, no, it really, it really is. It's really cool there. Um, who's the toughest hitter that you faced? Oh, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good question. Uh, I, probably, I can't remember, I can't remember his name off the top of my head at the moment, but I, I can picture him in the box. It's <laughs> uh, all right. I, I don't know. That's a tough one. I faced a lot. I mean, I, I don't know. I faced a lot of good hitters. I would say. I don't know. I can't even give you a name. There's, Sorry, there's, I have a I have a different one. I, well, it's okay. Uh, you talked about the the story with Coach Gernon and wanting the pitch, and I think a lot of people, uh, you know, watching a game and they see these mound visits, right? Uh, what do you have a funny mound visit story? <laughs> so this year in AAA, um, our pitching coach he was he was a little spitfire. Um, and there'd be a lot of times he would come out to the mound and he wouldn't even say anything. He would just say, all right, let me know when he's almost here, the umpire. And there's one, there was this one time it was, I guess him and the head coach thought it was, you know, I was getting squeezed a little bit and he came out there and said, all he said was the whole, the whole infield's there too. He goes, let me know when he's here. Sure enough, he hears him up on the dirt, hit the dirt and he just cuts loose on him. Just dropping every word you can think of. 
telling him how bad he is and he needs to he needs to go get a different job and stuff like that. And I was I was just sitting there like I, I don't know what I don't know what to do. I just turned around and walked off the mound because I was I was in the middle at the time and they're just right there ripping each other. So I don't know how he didn't get kicked out, but it the game got better after that. Let me put it that way. Yeah, that's great. Nice. And then our, our last one is, uh, I mean, what do you think that feeling is going to be when you get your first start or first appearance at Camden? Um, I, I don't know. I, from everything I've heard, I would say, I would say obviously a huge adrenaline rush and, and take it slow and, and try to remember it. Cause there's a lot of kids that are just like, I felt like I was a blacked out out there. They like, don't really they were so caught up in it and so had so much adrenaline going that they like kind of don't remember it um so I, i'm sure it's going to be super super exciting and you know i'm looking forward to that day absolutely it's a beautiful stadium there'll be a uh sure yeah it's at yeah. Home for sure yeah 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 that would be that would be obviously the the one point of uh where where's one place if you had to pick any road place to have your first start where, what city would you want that to be in? Um, I don't know. I had kind of mixed feelings. I would say Detroit just because I'd have a lot of family there. Um, but ballpark-wise, honestly, probably can't. I mean, real, I mean, Camden, it's, they say it's one of the most beautiful ballparks in, in MLB. So I would say either in Baltimore or Detroit if I had to pick, right. if I could pick. Yeah, that's fair. That's Those are fair answers. Hey, Keegan, this was awesome to catch up with you, talk baseball. I learned a little bit about hunting today. And uh, and uh, as as my kid comes in at the end of the podcast, first time that she's come in at the end here. But, uh, you know, we, we really appreciate your time uh, that you took with us today. And, um, you know, wish you the very best moving forward. Yeah, I appreciate it. I thank you guys for having me. It was It was good. I like doing this stuff especially during the times we're in right now. So I right. appreciate it. Give me, give me a second here. I'm going to end that again because that we're, we're going to cut that. So can't believe that's the first time we've done all these podcasts. First time <laughs> she's ever come in. Um, all right. I'll just make a little pause here. So Eric, you can cut it and. All right, Keegan. Well, I uh, want to thank you once again for joining us today. It was great to, you know, catch up, hear some of those stories about the tournament about uh, the mound visits. So uh, always when we can hear those baseball stories, it's good. And, and not to mention, gave us a little hunting and uh, fishing lesson today. So I uh, appreciate uh, your time and wish you the very best moving forward. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I like doing this stuff, uh, especially in the time we're in right now. So it's good, good to uh, get out there and talk about some stuff and, and uh, keep me busy. Yeah, man, we'll be rooting you on. Hopefully we see you uh, in that first start in either – Detroit or Camden uh, very soon. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Yep. See you guys. See ya. Return of the man. Return of the man. Come on. Return of the man.